Coming live from Melbourne, Australia is our guest this afternoon. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jocelyn Chong, networking specialist, keynote speaker, multi-award winner, four-time international best-selling author, and founder of Magnetic Networking Accelerator. Welcome to the show, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for that incredible introduction. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome and you are welcome to India. There is so much to learn from you, understand from you, uh, Jocelyn. And so, you know, first to understand from the audience perspective is that, uh, Jocelyn, you are a networking specialist and you are the founder of Magnetic Networking Accelerator. What does a networking specialist do and what do you do at your company? Number one, as a networking specialist, I connect people as a super connector. That's my superpower. And what I do is there's also the traditional and non-traditional way of networking with people, which I can actually expand a bit more shortly. And number three is that I have a program. It's called Magnetic Networking Accelerator. I people through the entire program so they can really attract their most aligned clients to do business with and to earn with ease and flow so that they can just really enjoy the life they so deserve. Right. Right, Jocelyn. Now, now that we know exactly what your your work is what you do now that our audience knows about it uh, we'll come to the topic we'll be talking about networking in the new digital age that's post pandemic and you know the thing is that pandemic is still on off it keeps on changing uh, you know different statements keeps on coming but just to understand uh, in terms of networking how much the world has changed in terms of you know where we network with each other if we consider that the pandemic is almost over. Correct. So, real life example, we are networking now, AJ. Like, I got to know you through a podmatch channel. We exchange a number of messages and we are like connected. We've got the core values that we believe together. We've got the same vision and we want to reach more people. And so we said yes, and today's conversation happened real life. And that's a real example of networking post-pandemic. So prior to the world going through changes, a lot of times we didn't think that we could access so many people in this format. And we were accessing people in our day-to-day -day lives within our state, within our country. But today we get to do this via Zoom, via StreamYard via Google Hangout and so many different ways to really do business, connect with like-minded individuals and really transform lives with our messages. Right, right. So now, uh, Jocelyn, is that the type of world that we are in with so many changes happening at the same time. How should we look at networking? And, you know, there are different walks of life that we need to network for either in terms of career either in terms of business or even lead generation and generating more business business growth 
and also in terms of pure networking with family and friends because you need to have a social network which can be there and you, when you need it and also a lot of people are spread across all over the world for a lot of families so how do you look at that thing from the changed perspective from the changed situation that we are in so number 1 for us network i think it's so important to know our core values and who we want to network with so i want to address the personal part where is family where we network we get to know each other and for you my family network through whatsapp right we talk about each other's birthday celebrations we share pictures we share about the recent new year celebrations and the food invitations and the feasting and all the places that we visited so you can use that to network through whatsapp you could use that through different channels that is available like boxer like facebook groups you can create that for your family you can create that for a social network as well if you want to go out and meet people who are let's say everyone collecting coins and you want to meet a very specific group of people that collect coins that's another way of networking and there are of course the world also network from a dating perspective and there are plenty of dating apps out there which you would network because you put up your profile you write you know your description of who you are what you believe in what you stand for your passion your interests outside of work so that's a whole another level and space for networking and then for business where that's where i specialize in is where we network intentionally so we'll look for entrepreneurial groups that we can hang out with next level beyond entrepreneurial groups is what are they passionate about because there's so many entrepreneurs out there in the world that are passionate for a particular mission and to give us the best example today is you know you and i are passionate to reach out people in this format in through podcasting through sharing message and through being online across different channel that you use and through youtube through tiktok through um linkedin through you um you know any other platform as well so it's also repurposing the message that we are connected we are sharing to help others learn through our stories through our life lessons whether they are you know good or bad everything has a message and the more we share that from a heart of abundance from a place of kindness we can really impact lives in a very positive way so my program is intended to really help people network through podcasting that's one pillar but there's other ways to network as well to give you an example there's a lot of online summits that I've been invited to present as a guest speaker and they could be focused on a particular theme I'll give you one that I was participating so everyone was a multi-author in a book and everyone wrote a chapter of how do they redefine success and so everyone's perspective of how they redefine success was very different and so the more we share and there was 24 of us so there is 24 ways to see how success can be seen differently experienced differently and it was across different parts of the globe as well so you can imagine the culture the age group the industry background the career background and so it's so enriching to be able to network at that capacity 
Another example that can provide is, you know, a speaker for a multi-million dollar business empire. And so we have a summit that has got 24 speakers and everyone who has generated 20, you know, over $8 million or more in business is able to share how they reached that point and how they sustained that and what did they do? What did they learn? What could they do differently if they had the chance all over again? And so we shared the insights into that. And that's another example of online summit that you can participate. And there's so many out there that if it's aligned with your company vision and you're passionate to do that and you're willing to contribute and collaborate, the opportunities are endless. On top of that, there are online international networking group that people can come together. I've been to ones that there's hundreds of people and they break you down into five um, groups and then into industry that you prefer to connect with. And that's another way to network with others as well. Today, I was in a networking group where all the entrepreneurs are over 50 and I just wanted to reach out to that group of people. And so that was another group of people that I connected with, got to know, and then we had connection through LinkedIn, which then led us to do a one-on-one virtual coffee chat. And we are all in different parts of the state and the country. And so it is just so enriching to learn more and to also exchange, you know, knowledge, you know, exchange a lot of resources with each other because sometimes it's not just the leads that we can do for each other through high quality introductions but what if we can actually share resources and I always believe you know what we share will always be a blessing to the world so as long as we share it from a heart of abundance right from the heart of abundance now let's look at the heart of networking Does networking has a heart today? Because when we talk of networking, then people say people are becoming transactional. Then they talk about building trust, building relationship. What would you tell in these change times? People should look at networking purely from business perspective, purely from transaction perspective, because you don't have that much of time or you should look at it purely from a relationship building, but then that will take time. Who has the time today? All the mediums, they are wanting things to happen in real time. So how do you look at this whole aspect? How do I become uh, much more intentional than there is intentional networking that you talk about? And at the same time, I still do not forget that I am a human being and I need to generate trust. Or because any bad impact of the type of transactions or the work I do will impact my image online as well as make me feel bad at the end of the day if I am a good person. So how do you look at the whole gamut of this whole things called, you know, uh, networking, building relationship, building trust? Several things, several questions at the same time, Jocelyn. But since they are so interrelated, I thought I'd put it to you together. And so that you can answer them at your own pace. Great bunch of questions. So the way I see networking is number one, you need to have clarity around who you are. 
Because if you are in line with who you are, whoever that you network with, you actually share the same energetic match. You will share with people who are passionate. Like you are high vibe. you got lots of energy. So do I. So when we are connected, that energy just compounds, right? And so it's really important to know, number one, who you are and get clear around, right, who do I want to network with? And how can I serve them with my message? Because ultimately, the more we can see how we serve others, the better it is for our message to reach to different parts of the world. And sorry, it is also to do with your own credibility. When you network, a lot of people network because they just want something from someone. If you have that thinking style of just going in there to receive and to get it is very unlikely that that relationship will last because the energetics, the message coming out from the body, the behavior, the conversation is all to get, 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 get. Now, if you learn to give first and you trust that the universe will bring the right return back to you, that's where the magic comes in for intentional networking because you could give. You could do so much. Last year, I was invited to so many online summits, but it didn't always fit into my schedule. So I was happy to promote that for them. And then now, I, in return, they will promote it for me because they wanted to help me out. So that's another example of, you know, sometimes it doesn't fit into our schedule, but you can help someone in different ways. And that, that return of favor can come 12 months down the line because you've got a relationship established already. And internally, it's so important for us to be in alignment with what we want to do. Don't do it out of what everyone is doing. Don't do it because you're forced or you feel that you have to. Do it because you genuinely want to and that it is so in alignment with who you are, what you believe, what you trust in, and that that will naturally flow easily. So the flow is not forced. The flow is not pushed. The flow is not salesy at all. It just comes naturally when you are in full alignment with your inner self. And then your external self will meet with your inner self. Right, right. Well said. Now let's look at the youngsters. A lot of people sometimes we can be too judgmental, uh, especially when you are uh, beyond 40, then you look at that. But they are also worried about their career, about their life. They need to get into a job. And in that whole process, you know, there is not much of time. And you see, a lot of people trusted their companies in today's time, but they are out of jobs. So much of firing has happened in these span companies. So how do they keep that trust? Is it building trust, networking one-sided? Because the same companies were telling their employees, listen, we care for you. The HR departments used to say, listen, we care for you. We are there for you. And then one fine morning, you are not even allowed to enter into your office, even to say goodbye to your colleagues. So how is networking? Is it, is it, is it uh, only one-sided? Does an employee, does only one part of the people who actually need to get work done? Only they should do or networking is also needed for the powerful. Is it only for the politicians? We'll not talk politics here. Who will 
network only when there, there are elections or is it that it has to be a long-term relationship? So this is the type of, because the fact is that the trust is missing and yeah. we are talking of trust. Where do we bring the trust back into the whole system when somebody has just, you know, taken that out? Who is it responsible? How do we then in these times tell people, let's build trust, let's build relationships? So I want to expand on that. That's a really great way to look into networking in the corporate sector. So from a corporate sector, and I have got real life examples of my own, when I was working for the largest bank in Australia, I've always made sure that I also have connections outside because you can't just network in a very insulated environment. We have a lot of networking drinks in Australia on a Friday. And so, you know, yes, you network with, you know, your senior leaders, you know, with the potential that one day you get promoted into their department. You always want to get to know them. But equally as important is to network with recruiters. Make them your best friends because you never know when you need to reach out to them and be friends. You know, ask them, you know, what's the current uh, trend? You know, is there anything that could support you? Because you don't network in a transactional way in terms of what can I get out of it, but network in terms of what can I give? Because if you want something quickly later, it can come back very quickly when you already deposited your bank account with the right credits, right? You can draw on overdraft and you still have a strong balance. So the art is to always think, all right, who do I network? I network with people internally to build that relationship and all the senior leaders. And when you network internally, be professional. You know, always deliver at the highest, best presentable manner. And when you go out as well, make sure that your branding is, you know, equally as strong. Update your LinkedIn profile. Make sure that you speak well. If you're on social media, make sure you represent your own brand well because your brand is your own currency at the moment. And of course, you want to continue to develop your skills so that you have increase in wisdom. But those are the fundamentals, right? And it is ongoing. It is ongoing when you want to build relationship internally and externally. And so you might touch base, you know, once a quarter, once um, every six months, grab a coffee, be interested in attending offline and online networking groups that are outside of your working environment. You know, it could be a, a conference and attend a conference and get to know people. And when you exchange contact, take the next step, get to know them, ask for a coffee chat, ask for a virtual Zoom chat, whichever way that will lead you to get to know each other better. Because that way, the next opportunity that there's a interesting role in the other company that you might have been aspiring towards to, hey, you know you can have a conversation. And because I had that type of relationship when I was working in the top largest bank and then I wanted a more senior role, I had already built a relationship with someone who had known that opportunity was there. They just gave me a phone call. I just submitted my resume, fill in the application form, and it was a quick chat. 
It wasn't an interview. And so those are the great ways to prep yourself if you're looking at career progression and that be interested in joining industry associations. Contribute to charity organizations that give you skills to network even more. Because I don't know about other countries, but in my country, a lot of charity organizations have got a lot of very senior leaders who just want to give back their time right? They could be managing directors, they could be in so many leadership skills and so many different environment. And when you network, when you, you know, donate your time and do a fundraising, for example, you connect with people. Through that conversation, it can lead to a lot of flourishing pathways. And so I think about all those little things that you do, that you sow seeds and when the time is due, your harvest is ripe. And so that would be what I would encourage the young generation to do that. And don't hide behind social media. You got to go out there. You got to meet people. I mean, you know, social media is great to connect, you know, great to follow through, you know, what someone is doing, what they are known for now, what level of expertise they have got. But don't forget to attend a lot of in-person events that could help you upgrade your normal human connection skills. For example, how to smile when you're with someone real life is so different from online because online you look at a beautiful camera and you smile and you are comfortable. Right. There's a barrier. But when you're with someone in person, it's a whole nother level. Eye contact, you know, how you dress how you, you know, connect with someone through your handshake, how you, you know, facilitate a virtual coffee chat is very different from how you facilitate an in-person coffee chat. And, you know, attend in-person events that are probably, you know, 50 people, 1,000 people, do their luncheons, do their, you know, night events, whole host of allowing you to network. And that's where when your contacts on your phone are people who actually know what you do, it's very different from contacts that are just following you, but they really don't have you at the corner if anything triggers an event that requires you to act differently. Right, Joseph. I hope that serves. No, all right. In fact, you know, I, I was also listening to it very intently and trying to grasp as much as possible. Now, when you, you all talk about intentional networking, can you tell us exactly what is intentional networking? Is it is it with good intentions or bad intentions? Is it transactional? Is it strategic? What exactly it is? Intentional networking versus unintentional. So unintentional networking is an example of, you know what, someone asks you to attend a networking event, but you don't quite know what's your objective. You pay for the ticket. It could be $79. You attend a networking event. You have beautiful lunch. You went there, sat next to the person next to you on the right, on the left, might ask a few questions, got yourself so bored and you left. Three hours later, that was very unintentional because you didn't think about how you could make an introduction to yourself with someone and saying hello or exchange a contact through LinkedIn or through Instagram, whichever way that is a platform that you're most comfortable with and then follow through. So a lot of people have a lot of 
business cards collected, but those business cards are collecting dust because they never follow through with any conversation. And so it can be so unintentional. And then to be intentional, an example would be, all right, I would love to get to know a group of engineers and this group of engineers hang out in this space and I would like to know what are they actually championing at the moment? You know, what's the new trend in their world of engineering? And so go in there, get to know them, have coffee chats with them, read any blogs that they may have posted, like their materials that they share on LinkedIn, get to know them through any other events that they may attend because there's so many different events that they could also be part of and attend a few to get to know that. That is more towards just attending one event and then you don't have a clear objective. So that's the external part. Now, the internal part is when you go to a networking event, you want to make sure that you bring clean energy. A lot of people go to networking event is like such a bother. Oh, you know, I have to do this because it's to take the box for my business or for my career progression. And so they didn't go with a heart of abundance full of wanting to share their knowledge, be a light in that event. When they walk in, they just spread the cheer. They walk in with like, oh, I want to sit at the corner. I'm there. I take the box. But I'm at the corner of the room, hoping that nobody is aware that I'm present. That is very unintentional. So walk in, be professional, Think about your elevator pitch. What is your 90 seconds pitch when someone asks you, AJ, what do you do? How was your weekend? Tell me, you know, what is your interest in golf, for example? So talk about questions that you can spark more conversation and be conversational. A lot of people are like, they try to um, squeeze into a group. And, you know, didn't know how to excuse themselves out of group when the group conversation doesn't really carry through and doesn't really align with what they are looking for. But if you are clear and intentional, you know how to excuse yourself from the group and say, you know, I'm sorry, um, but I want to excuse myself and join another group and say hello to the rest. All those little tips help you to navigate through intentionally. So if you have 90 minutes in that event, you know people and you remember them for who they are, something about them. And write a note, put a note on your contact, right, in your iPhone or your Samsung phone and just put a note, you know, AJ, he loves chocolate, dark chocolate. He's a tea connoisseur, you know, he drives a Maserati. So the next time when I've got anything related to Maserati, coffee beans. I might want to share that with him. It might be a great of interest to him. So think about how you can really be intentional and that's how you can build relationship in the long term. Right. Does right. that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Now, uh, in the change scenario, are there lots of events happening on offline? Has it already begun? That's the first question. Second thing is, how do I know which events to go, which are suited for me? Because several of them, and especially offline events, they cost money. Third is that if it's an intentional networking, I know that I am going there because 
the type of people I want to hang out with are there. Then they also say that do not have a set script. Then what should be my expectation out of an event which is supposed to help me and which is help, which is supposed to uh, bring me certain degree of uh, you know output from that thing which I paid for? How do you put these things together? So to answer your question, number one, it's a great question. With the output, work from the output. What are you looking for in terms of this particular networking event that you want to get out from? You want to meet three people in that networking event and who they are, what level of seniority they are, what level of influence they are. If they are a group of authors, what kind of books and genre do they actually write? So be really clear around that part by writing it down for yourself. Our thoughts, we've got 60,000 thoughts every, every single day. But when you actually write it down, who are the people that I want to be in contact with? You have got more clarity when you see it pen to paper. The next thing is when you read the description of the event sent to you, whether they are online or offline, if it's unclear, ask the event organizers questions. You know, what does this event cover? Who are going to be attending this event? What are you hoping to achieve out of this event before you choose to pay for an offline event? I don't know about um, in India, but in Australia, there's more and more offline events now on Eventbrite that they publish. So you might want to check that out and see if you filter that in your country or in any other parts of the world. Eventbrite is quite a big company that um, hosts a lot of tickets for events. So that's one way. Understand if there are objectives that they're written on that event um, ticket uh, organizer, they're not clear, reach out to them, ask questions. The next thing is, if you got friends that you're interested to learn more about the events that they have gone to, <clears throat> excuse me, ask them, can you make a recommendation for me? Can you connect me with, you know, event links that you are attending so that I can do some research for myself to understand whether those events are aligned with what I'm looking for at this stage of my career or at this stage of my entrepreneurial journey or at this stage of my business focus that I want to look for. And for people who are not in business, it could be mom's group, it could be, you know, social group or travel group or whatever it may be. Be clear and buy that you will get more clarity. And so you will not spend your money in a way that is not going to add you value in the long term and not getting you the output that you're looking for. Right, right. Jocelyn, now, uh, in terms of, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, I understand 72% of entrepreneurs struggle with networking. Why is it they so? They can come out with something big. They can solve people's problem, but they are not able to solve their hesitation to reach out to people? Why is it so? And how can they solve it? Because entrepreneurs need to network a lot for, you know, opening opportunities for them, as well as, you know, creating business growth. So what I've witnessed through a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, it is their ego getting in the way of their success. 
So sometimes entrepreneurs go, you know, I know it all because I'm the one setting up the business. How dare you tell me and challenge me and give me your opinion? I know what I'm doing. And there is a time and place where you own your truth and stand in your own position that you know what you're doing. But there's also a time and place where you need to really think that letting that ego out of the way and think about how you can network with people. Because entrepreneurs sometimes, well, at least I have come across this. They think that they can run their business on their own and they think that people will come to them because they are good. But you can only be as good as you are when you work with other people. You, The way to succeed forward in whatever you want to do is to have the right people in your circle. There's no other formula of success apart from that if you want to generate millions in seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, you need to know the right network. That is just fundamental. And so for those who are thinking that I've got it all, my suggestion to you is to think about how you can let your ego move on and quiet that voice and just come into contact with people and listen to their opinion. Because the more we listen, not all things are going to be you know, always right. Um, But if you have got more advices, you can make better decisions. You can make better judgment. And also you're more discerning of what you know in that season of your business. Right, right. So what sort of entrepreneurs come to you? Do what, what is the major problem that they come to you for? How do you help them? So I work with a lot of those where they are self-aware that, you know what, I could only get my business this far and it's only me and it's only my team. But if I don't network intentionally, I cannot then scale my business because if they want to grow 10% every single year, yeah, you can push further. You can work more hours, but do you want to work more hours because you're in entrepreneurship? And a lot of people who are in entrepreneurship entrepreneurship also come from a corporate background. They left corporate background because they were overworking and now they're going into entrepreneurship working even more hours. So is that appropriate? Is that right for the lifestyle that you're looking for? So I teach them how to create a group of network that they can really mastermind. They can really exchange knowledge, exchange resources You can compound your email list by working with 20 people. You can compound your network and have a solid relationship when you build that trust. Like you said, AJ, very earlier, trust is the fundamental. Trust means, you know, you do what you say. If you agree to come out at 7.30 for this meeting, you do that. If you agree to talk about a topic, you do that and you deliver that. So be always delivering high quality, high standards all the time, even when no money is exchanged, because that skill set is seen, felt, and heard, and tasted, people will give you more. People will pass you more leads after that. So it's important to think about that and consider that every single time you want to scale your business to a whole nother level. Right, right. And how do people connect with you? You have also written, you are an international best-selling author. Tell us about the book as well as, you know, how do people reach out to you to get free resources, 
free, you know, to network with you in terms of professional engagement with you. So to connect with me for free resources, go to my website, jocelynchong.com.au. Under a tab, there's free resources that you can download. So just grab, you know, any resources that you feel aligned to you and just download at your leisure. To connect with me, you can come to listen to my podcast where I share about my story, my journey. And so I've got a podcast channel called Magnetic Networking Accelerator. Right. And then you can also connect with me through LinkedIn, through Instagram and Facebook. So I'm present in those channels as well. And so that's where we can continue this relationship and this conversation. And if at any point in time, you can feel that I am the right energetic match to serve you, to help you, to champion you on your success. I'm your girl. Call me out and I'm more than happy to serve you. Right, right. Now, one question, uh, Jocelyn, is that the cultural aspect. Uh, people uh, look at networking very differently in different geographies, different cultures. On in, in Asia, it's much more about, you know, creating trust and relationship. Some places it's much more transactional, much more straightway uh, dealing and coming to the point, uh, you know, without being too transactional, but uh, obviously... Trust is also required there. How does one in a global situation, global uh, uh, global times that we live in, how do people uh, take care of those sensitivities at the same time and as well as are able to deliver their message? Because somebody in the Western world will want somebody to talk very straightforward. Somebody from India, uh, out of their own cultural day, they'll be a bit slow in terms of first creating that, you know, uh, smoothness in that sort of a relationship. So how do they manage this, especially offline, uh, online, online? Especially? I think both cultures that are working and networking together needs to raise their cultural awareness of both cultures that they're dealing with. So I'm Asian background. I live in Australia most of my life but I'm raised in the Asian background. And so I have got that Asian blood that sometimes, you know, you need time to build that trust. So you take time to learn about someone. Whereas in, in Australia, you can build that trust quickly. You know, you've got people endorsing your brand. You've got people sharing your credibility with others. So it is very rapid because you've got supporters helping you. Whereas in Asia, sometimes you take a longer time because your leaders are not as warming or as uh, willing to endorse you because if they endorse you, they'll lose you. They've got different uh, mindset and perspective. So being aware of that and where you want to interact, bring that into the picture. And I think ultimately is being who you are and be true to yourself. Because once you're true to yourself, you know that you're in alignment with yourself inside out, you will naturally work well with others. And I've worked with people from India, from Pakistan, from Asia, from South Africa, from Germany, from UK, from US, from New Zealand, pretty much every part of the world except, you know, the Scandinavian countries. I've not reached that part yet. But um, yeah, it's, it's just being aware and I think respectful, being professional and make sure that, you know, you show up as who you are 
because what you say is what will actually come through energetically. And we are energy beings, so it's important to really be aligned with who you are inside out. Right, who you are inside out. My last question to you, Jocelyn, is that you are originally from Malaysia. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great thing. Earlier, I remember there used to be a line, uh, maybe for some airline, Malaysia, truly Asia. And, you know, that sort of a thing that reminds yes. me. Yeah, remember? Yes. And it is still very present. Very is present. It? I was back in um, Malaysia in December and we still have that, you know, like Malaysia is such a multicultural place, right? We've got Indians, we've got Chinese, we've got Muslim, we've got Buddhists, we've got the Aboriginals. It's just a way of life. Like you don't think secondly about how different it is. And so it is just a way of life, which I enjoy and I value and I embrace that culture very much. Absolutely. So Malaysia to Australia in the yes. banking and finance industry for two decades. Now an entrepreneur changing people's life, businessmen's life, taking, you know, helping them move forward. You have achieved so much and the smile on the space still remains. It is not a journey, easy journey. I can say, even though you may not make it look like that, but it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of, you know, tears also sometimes. Oh, plenty. Plenty, yeah. Plenty. (laughs) Amidst all these things, uh, how do you look at this journey? Where do you want to go from there? And I'll, in spite of keeping such a very great, you know, smiling face all the time, sometimes when there are letdowns, when people who you help are not, uh, you know, the same way that they, that you expect them to be, how do you deal with that? Because it is obviously it can uh, demotivate you. How do you keep that motivation going? How do you still continue continue to motivate yourself? and others. That's my last question. I love that question because it is such an important question for us to stay fresh energetic, energetically. So all my life, I had a lot of different failures. I had a lot of success. I had, you know, all the ups and downs. If you draw the graph, it's like the share market, right? Up and down, up and down, up and down, but you're always progressing. What I've learned, which is my secret to really keeping fresh is to always Forgive. The power of forgiveness is so important because you will always have people offending you. You will always have things that will not work out. There will always be pain and different types of trauma that we face in life. There is no other way to get through that unless you want to forgive them. And when you forgive other people, you actually allow so much goodness to come into your world. So let it go. When there is disappointment, there is failure, or there is pain that happens in life, or there is death that happens in life, there is, you know, tragic events that can happen in life, which I had, it's always, where can I seek forgiveness first? And do that every single day. If you can spend time in the morning, right? My morning practice is I start my day with meditation, 
and I set my day with clear intention. Number one is I call in light, pure light for clean cleansing of my aura. So that's really important for me. And then I let go of, you know, things that hold me back, stuck energy or things that I felt I am hurt by someone and I forgive. And it's easy to choose that, but it's work. It doesn't happen overnight. And I can tell you some areas or events in my life that I need to forgive someone takes months. But if you have that awareness to start, you're already a winner in the step forward. So forgive. And then you invite your support. You know, for me, um, I ask God, source, creator to help me. You might have your own trusted, you know, higher, you know, consciousness to help you reach out for that. They are available to support us. Whoever that is your greater power that you trust and believe in, reach out for their support, receive their support, ask for their guidance, trust that they will guide you in your business, your career, your relationship, your finances, your productivity, your health, your vitality, your emotional health, your physical health. Call upon that. Don't work alone. We are spirit beings. And so that sets the foundation of my day. And so I continuously protect that energy so that I can give my best because I want to serve people out of the abundance of my heart. And when we have grudges, it's very hard to serve when you have a heaviness in your heart because the equation doesn't produce the results that we're looking for. And so my suggestion and invitation to everyone is to set that clear intention. Yes, to intently network but also set the intention for your day to set up your day for success. And that is something that you can take full control and full power back in your life. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you, AJ. Thank you.